Hello and welcome to this Monday afternoon episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, So, of course, after the Flyers game, the Penguins had their first massive, massive game against the Washington Capitals. And what a game that was. Uh, 4-3 Penguins win. Um, They were the better team for the first 40 minutes, even though the third period troubles have continued for a second game in a row. I don't know if this is... Um, this is going to continue happening. I would sincerely hope not. But the Penguins were able to take the first of four meetings against the Capitals, pull within four points of first place in the Metropolitan Division, and um, just continue to bridge the gap between you know the, the, the third place team and the Metropolitan Division. But um, this was a lot of fun to watch. Um, these two teams um, absolutely can't stand each other. Uh, this is probably the best uh, rivalry in hockey. Yes, it beats the Battle of Alberta, I think. It beats Penguins, Flyers, Bruins, Habs, Bruins, Leafs. <clears throat> um, whatever uh, rivalry you want to do. You know, Blues, Blackhawks, of course, has been a big one in the past. But, um, yeah, I think this rivalry um, beats any rivalry in hockey. Um, you know, this was probably the first time all season where, at least in my, you know, in my experience, you know, I was kind of pacing back and forth. Um, you know, every one of these games, it just feels like game seven of a playoff series, you know, game like whatever series, it's a conference finals, second round, you know, they usually play, and it'll probably be the second round this year when they play. Um, again, considering where the two teams are in the standings, if both teams uh, make it there. Uh, yeah, this was just it was just a really fun game. Um, so, of course, we'll just recap it. You know, first period, um, the Penguins, the, their Caps are kind of trading power plays. No team is really scoring on them. But um, Lars Eller gets a really nice shot, beats Matt Murray, uh, glove side. You know, glove side. But, you know, that was a rocket of the shot. Um, not, not, not a lot of goalies are probably stopping that. Um, and, yeah, I was, I was – I didn't really um, think Matt Murray starting was anything out of the ordinary. I – thought for a while that he was probably going to start this game because they didn't really want to give him, you know, like, what, two, two and a half weeks between each starts, considering that the Penguins are now in Florida for the rest of the road trip. They will play Tampa Bay on Thursday, and then they will play the Panthers for the final time on Saturday of the last of three meetings. So this was not unexpected. Um, Matt Murray has deserved to play against the Capitals, considering his recent play. You don't need to go back to Jari. You can just keep alternating them, and it worked out really good. You know, we're going to get to Matt Murray um, in his performance very, very soon, but but, um, you know, Lars Eller beat him there. And then, of course, later in the period, you know, Lars Eller had a really sneaky, dirty hit from behind on Patrick Hornquist. There's no need for that. I know it's a rivalry game, but he could have been seriously hurt in that situation. There's just no need when he, the puck's not even near him to just, you know, board him right uh, as right between the benches, kind of, where, like, the middle of it. It was just a stupid play by Lars Eller. I don't really understand that. Um, you, you knew Tom Wilson was going to be running around like a fool. Uh, he had 13 hits. You know, who cares? You know, usually when another team is hitting another team, they're losing the game. So, you know, they're chasing the game, and that's exactly what the Capitals were doing for basically the whole game. So, you know, if people want to freak out, oh, my God, Tom Wilson had 13 hits. Nobody cares. Seriously, no one cares. Uh, uh, the fact is, you know, most of those hits were actually clean hits. So I was surprised that he was able to not be an idiot for a whole game against the Penguins because usually he always uh, has a flare-up and at least once in every game against Pittsburgh. But um, the Penguins were, you know, they tied up a minute later. Uh, Sam Lafferty, <laughs> of all people, gets the goal. He beat Sam Sonov, who, you know, I wasn't um, I wasn't surprised to see him either. Uh, Braden Holpe has struggled for basically – the most of this season, his save percentage is well below his um, average of where it is. He usually averages in what the 920s. It's 
900 something this season it's not nearly as good it's it's not even in the teens which is uh that's not good and he like i've said so many times on this podcast someone is going to make a massive mistake giving him a lot of money and if he doesn't turn his play around this season they're going to go to samsonov in the playoffs he i thought he was really sharp for a lot of the game yesterday i know you know he gave up four goals but you know that game easily could have been five to one or six to one at some point um when the penguins were up three to one they were just he was just under siege uh, for those first two periods, and he he kept them in the game. He kept them, uh, the Caps in the game to try to make the comeback, and they almost did. I was surprised that they did not. But um, Lafferty was able to get that. He beats some uh, blocker side, just a rocket of the shot, beautiful. And then oh, I really really loved this this subtle play um, by John Marino, and that this was the second period. I think Malkin just kind of you know does a little bit of a behind the back pass, and Marino just. Skates in beautifully, like looks off kind of the defender and then just pat, like puts it in front of the net to Hornquist and he does his business by uh, jamming it past Samsonov. Goes actually off his stick and in. It looked like it wasn't going in, but it took a really nice bounce to make it two to one. Um, just That's just one of those really flashy plays that Marino knows how to make. And it's just, it just keeps getting better and better. I thought he was, you know, he even talked about it. Um, John Mood actually talked about it in, in before the game that, you know, he was really excited to play Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals. Um, you know, he actually called, I think, Ovechkin the greatest goal scorer of all time. So very high praise, of course. Easily make that argument. I think he is. And, you know, he did not look out of place at all. He, I thought he was really, really sharp. I, I just He keeps getting... Just more better and better each game. And sometimes I find that hard to believe considering just how good he's been this season. But, yeah, he just he keeps on chugging along. And hopefully sooner or later he's going to be a Calder Trophy finalist by the uh, the end of the season. So that was nice. And then um, later in the period, uh, it was the Crosby show on the third goal. Really, really nice um, uh, feed, I think it was to Simone. Yeah, and Simone uh, pokes at five, hole pass Samson up. So yeah, really good to see Dominic Simone get on the, uh, the the goal sheet. You know, get a goal. He's been you know snake been a little bit recently, but his playmaking ability has been really really good lately. But like it's just it's really good that he's finally getting some more goals to go with that playmaking ability because his zone entries lately, from what I've watched and you know his possession numbers, they just they've been really really good. And uh, just I, I, you love you love to see it as everyone on social media says you absolutely love to see it. There's not been a lot of things for the Dominic Simone haters to complain about lately, and I don't really know why people like to complain about him a lot just because oh he doesn't score goals, but you know he's just he's been really really just really really good lately, and that makes me happy. Um, I just I thought that was good. And through the first two periods, you know that takes us to the end of the two periods. The Penguins dominated Washington. You know they were leading in shots, and things was like. 27 to 19, I think. I think it was somewhere around there. Um, the Caps were hardly getting any chances on Matt Murray uh, for most of the two periods. They would get some, but Matt Murray would all, was also uh, making some 10 bell saves when they did get some of these chances on Matt Murray. Uh, he just. He was square to the shooter. He was playing big in the net. And when he's playing like that, he's on his A game. I think Matt Murray quieted a lot of people. Um, in the Penguins fan base and has been lately. And we're going to get to that coming up after the break. But yeah, I just uh, the, the Penguins neutral zone trap was working really, really good. They're the one two two system that Mike Sullivan loves to um, trot out there. They also, at times, they had two guys up, kind of playing like a 2-1-2 it looked like. 
So they were rotating between that, it looked like. I thought it was just when the Penguins are having those little neutral zone traps, when they're clogging it, there's just not a lot of uh, space for the Capitals out there. And the Penguins definitely did their homework on the Capitals for the first two periods, um, even though the third period was an utter disaster. And it worked to perfection. You know, the, the only goal that was scored was, that was scored was, of course, from Lars Eller, and he was wide open in the slot. And, you know, a good shooter is going to bury that 10 out of 10 times almost. Well, maybe 9 out of 10 times, but just a really big rocket of the shot. But, uh, yeah, it was just I it was just really, really good, I thought, for those first two periods. All right, so, of course, you know, third period comes in. What do you know? It's the same as the Flyers game. The Penguins were insanely lucky to win this game in the third period. They were lucky to, they were lucky to not lose this game in the third period. I don't know what it is lately. Um, I don't know why they've been taking their foot off the gas pedal. I don't know why they've been sitting back. Turtling is a term that is always thrown out there, which is a team does in those situations. They need to stop doing that. They need to cut down on that. Um, because that game yesterday reminded me a lot of the 2017 Cup run, and so did was the Flyers' uh, third period too, where you know both the, both of those teams took control of play in the third period, and, and you know even though the Penguins have won, that's that's exactly how they won in 2017. Teams controlled the play against them, but the the difference is the Penguins have cashed in on their chances better than those teams have, and they've also gotten the goaltending much better goaltending than those two teams did during the games. So then that's I think the two biggest differences. But yeah, the Penguins for just the times, they couldn't even clear the zone. They barely could get it to the red line. They almost barely could not even dump the puck in. I don't understand what it was. They were barely getting any chances. Um, I thought the power play was absolutely atrocious yesterday, going 0 of 6. There are not many times in um, when you watch a Penguins game and you see a Penguin power play of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Patrick Hornquist, Chris Tang, and Brian Russ go 0 of 6. Uh, there's, uh, I, I'd have to go back and see how many times they've gone 0 for 6 in the Sidney Crosby of Genny Malkin era. I would imagine it's not very high because um, when you have that much talent on your top power play as they have throughout their tenure, um, usually you can get, with six chances, you can get maybe one to two goals. And I know the Penguins had a couple chances on some, but for the lack of better part, a lot of, they just they, they could not gain the zone. They were The Caps were clearing the puck with these. Um, it was just bad. It was really, really bad. And I don't really understand um, why the power play has become this bad at times. You know, you wouldn't know it based on their ranking. They're in the top um, like 15 for a power play average, but usually they're in the top five. They usually have one of the best power plays in hockey. So to see that um, and what happened with that um, yesterday was uh, pretty uh, just atrocious. It's embarrassing, I'd say. They need to work on that and practice going forward. And, you know, obviously you're not going to be 0 of 6 every game. You're not going to get six power play chances every game. They almost never give a team six penalties. But, you know, you're, you need to cash in on one of those chances because you have a chance to put the hammer down, blow this team out when you were playing well in the first two periods and you didn't do that. And that almost cost them in the third period. Um, of course, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov made it 3-2, though. That was kind of a bit of a lucky goal, I would say, in the third period. Um, it went off on Reno skate and up over Matt Murray's glove. Um, that puck was going way wide of Murray when uh, Kuznetsov sent it in. It was just Marino skate just happened to be right there. And you know what? You know, sometimes you get a lucky bounce. Sometimes it's unlucky for the other team. That's hockey. It happens all the time. You can't really blame on anything other than luck. The puck sometimes just finds its way into the net. All of a player skate. You know, it's just, it happens countless times. But after that, you know, I was really surprised that the Capitals didn't tie it. Uh, Matt Murray was just... 
under siege that entire period. And, you know, now we'll get to really Matt Murray. What a game Matt Murray had. I know his save percentage was like 908 or something, but 30 saves on 33 shots. Um, he's just shutting it down in the third period uh, as usual. That's now his sixth straight win uh, for his starting. I think that's seven of eight now. Um, he's he's found his form the past month, month and a half. And I, I tweeted this yesterday. Um He's, he's playing his way into being the starter again. And you know, he was the biggest reason why the Penguins won that game. And, you know, I just, I love having two very, very capable goaltenders that the Penguins can go to in any game. You know, you, you, I've said it many times on this podcast as well. There's no wrong answer for who starts in game one of the playoffs. The way that Matt Murray is going right now, you can easily start him. The way that Tristan Jari has played all of the year, you can easily start him. But all I know is you're going to need both goalies in the playoffs. And who better to trust than Mike Sullivan, who, oh yeah, has done this in the past in the 2016-17 run by playing Marc-Andre Fleury for half of it and then going to Matt Murray to finish it off because, because Matt Murray has just built his reputation as a really, really good playoff goaltender. And... You know, it's just it's great to see that he's found his game. It's great that he shut up a lot of these critics. Hopefully, you know, some of these people under the Penguins tweet that like to bash on Murray, I'm sure it's probably going to potentially stop hopefully soon considering the level of play that Murray has been um, going. But I think eventually you are going to want to start Tristan Jari against the Capitals, you know, have him feel out the Caps, shooters, and how he plays against them because, you know, more than likely there might be 10 more games of, the, of these two teams going at it. Um, these teams are destined to do this forever. You know, as the um, the Joker said to the Batman, you know, in the, uh, the Dark Knight, you and I, feels like we're destined to do this together. So I just, that's one of the quotes that, what's one of those movie quotes that just always stands out to me. So whenever I think of Cavs fans, I just, you know, I just think of Batman and the Joker because they just, they keep going at it. Um, um, and, you know, it's just, it's a great playoff preview, but, um, of course, and then the other goal in this game, Brandon Tanev makes it 4-2 off of another really lucky bounce because, of course, that goes in um, off of a Caps defender over the glove of Samsonov. And I know Eller would pull within uh, pull the Caps to within 4-3 15 to 20 seconds later. And, of course, who was defending him? Jack Johnson because Jack Johnson always has to be on the ice in these situations. I cannot wait for Brian Dumoulin to come back and get Jack Johnson off the top area because, boy, do the Penguins need it at this point. Dumoulin did travel on the road trip, as did Nick Buke said, so hopefully they can get in a few more practice days before um, potentially rejoining the team. But um, the Penguins were able to survive the final two minutes after that. I know the Caps had some really, really good looks. Well, the Penguins were able to clear the zone, I think, with, what, 15 seconds left, and they were able to came away, come away with a victory. So just two monster points. I can't stress enough how big those points were. Uh, there's still three more games. You know, if you somehow... Hint, hint, season sweep them, which I don't think is going to happen. These teams never really season sweep each other. Uh, but if the Penguins can at least take three out of four, get six out of eight points, maybe seven out of eight points against the Capitals, you know, that they're going to make a serious run at getting the Metropolitan Division from them. And, oh, getting home ice for, I think, almost the entire playoffs if they can uh, leapfrog Boston as well. But, you know, just watching also these two teams yesterday, it almost felt like these are actually the two best teams in hockey. And, uh, that might be a hot take to a lot of people. I think don't think the Capitals are very good or not as good as the record indicates. They are. They're they're, they're deep. They're fast. They're they're big. Um, their defensemen are mobile. They have a goalie, a young goalie who you know has reminded me a lot of Matt Murray when he first came to the league, where uh, uh, the other starter has struggled a bunch. Um, they're well coached. They have the star talent to match up against the Penguins. And, you know, these two teams bring out the best in one another. And, yes, I know the St. Louis Blues are in the West, but, you know, I also think the West is 
very weak this year outside of the St. Louis Blues. I know the Stars are decent. You know, the Avalanche, Vegas is, we don't know about them. But And I know the Bruins have been really good in the East. I know Tampa has woken up as of late. They're going to try to make a push for the top spot in the Atlantic. But I just, when I watch those two teams, I think those are the two best teams in hockey. And, you know, it probably honestly may come down to a second-round meeting again. And, you know, I think if the Capitals win the Metropolitan Division, I think they could get Carolina in the first round. I don't really know if I like that matchup for them, considering what happened last year. Um, the Penguins could also potentially play Columbus. Uh, we, you know, we're also getting too far ahead of ourselves with the first-round matchup. So, it, of course, it may not happen if one of these teams loses in the first round. But I really would not bet on it at this stage just because of how good um, these two teams are. But, yeah, just a really, really great matchup yesterday on Super Bowl Sunday. I think a lot of uh, I know a lot of people were talking about it um, on Twitter, which was great to see. I, I like that this sport is hopefully gaining more popularity when the two teams like this go at it. But NBC, please add a post-game show that, so people can, like, watch that and they can analyze the game because that's what you're lacking right now. Hopefully in the new rights deal, as, you know, Matt Gack actually tweeted out yesterday and I agreed with him. Um, hopefully in the new rice deal that comes up where, you know, maybe there's a post-game show you don't have to cut to freaking golf of, of all sports and right after a hockey game between two of the league's best teams. Also, folks, uh, please just don't remember, don't forget, uh, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard of all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Penguins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Penguins fans. Just like you, unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Penguins fans that are well-educated with disposable income, let's put your money right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. So another thing I think I wanted to talk about um, for Penguins Capitals, um, this is like I, lo- I love that the Penguins fans storm the steps in DC. Um, I've myself I've gotten to do it once or twice. It is very fun. It is very fun seeing the Caps fans um, just walking by it. You know, seeing Penguins fans, you'll get happy. And, it, and you know what? The best part after these games when the Penguins win in DC is seeing all these people so jammed up about it. It's not a big deal. Like, there really is not a big deal to it. If it makes you so mad, then how about you tell your team to beat the Penguins and people will not do it. It is not hard. You know, if you really want to get mad over that, there are way more other things in life to get mad at than, oh yeah, another opposing fan base is standing on steps. Like, seriously? And another thing I think I saw on Twitter yesterday, someone um, alleging that Penguins fans stepped on a Kobe Bryant memorial. Pretty sure no one is that low to step on a... Was there even a Kobe Bryant memorial there? Uh, There's no one is that low enough to do that. And just by you saying that, you just look like a piece of... Just like an idiot. I I had to stop myself by going a little too far. You just look like an idiot. Um, Don't spew fake news nonsense like that. It's just stupid. But, you know, if people like it, it, it fuels the rivalry. It actually is good for the rivalry. And hey, you know what? Have the Caps win. It's not a big deal. Just the Caps win. Pens Pens fans won't do it. It's really that simple. You know, I think another thing is funny. Um, when it goes to the Capitals, uh, only had three power plays to the Penguin Six. Of course, you're going to see people like, oh, yeah, but it's the officiating. You know, I love coming on, logging on to Twitter.com and just seeing all these people complaining, oh, well, the refs lost us the game. The refs lost. The refs cost us. 
if you, I don't, I don't understand these kind of people either. Those are the kind of people that like, and you know, I'm someone, I grew up in the DC area for the most part. I've been with Caps fans for 18 years. Uh, well, actually now, uh, you know, kind of, yeah, basically about 18 years now, since I'm 22 now, I moved to around the DC area when I was four. I know how they operate. They've been doing that since I moved there and I've gone to school with them. And so it's not a surprise. These people just need to just, you know, do something else with your life than logging on to a social media or just saying, Oh my god, me officiating, oh my god that, oh my god, they're on the they're on the steps. No, nobody cares what you think. No, no nobody cares. It, 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 you're just you're like you're literally just making yourself look like boomers and I just it really it's really funny to me. Uh, I just I wanted to share that on my pod on the podcast because I just found it um really really funny but um i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode of locked on penguins um i was trying to get a mailbag um in today but um i do remember one of the questions though from um clark who's been one of my um really good uh friends on twitter a good listener uh zucker Kreider, uh zucker preferably um looks like chris Kreider. apparently as many as eight teams right now are in on chris Kreider, according to Pierre lebron so be curious to see how high up that asking price goes and then I think Jeff Alce also asked a question last week. Oh, it was the question like, why haven't I seen um, Joe Dirt in this um, other movie? Uh, I'm trying to look it up as we speak. All right, I found out. So why haven't I seen Little Nicky or Joe Dirt, you uncultured swine? Yes, I need to see these movies, Jeff. Um, I definitely need to see Joe Dirt. And little Nikki, I just, I guess I was not shown them by any of my parents, but you know what? I can also do this on my own time. I'm going to add that to my, um, to do list. And oh yeah, one more thing before I do end this podcast. Um, for some reason, this, um, caps blog today, Russian machine, whatever the hell it's called, thought it would be cool that it is news that Mario Lemieux has not congratulated Alex Ovechkin for passing him on the all-time goals list. I mean, is, is it a slow news day? Nobody cares. I can tell you that nobody else cares. But you guys, I don't even know why you feel the need to report that. And especially as a journalistic site, in quotation marks, a journalistic site, um, there's just, there's absolutely no need to report that. Nobody cares. Maybe, you know, for all you know, he maybe have done it um, in a private text message. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be public all the time. Sure, you know, to the two others in the article mentioned it, but you know what? I mean, is it, is, do you guys have full diapers today or something? All right, I'm done picking on the capitals. Uh, I could do this um, all, all day. I need to be at least a little bit uh, uh, mostly professional in this podcast. But I just, I thought I'd uh, bring this up a little bit. I thought that would be uh, really, really funny to talk about because there are some people that uh, in that fan base that do a lot of weird stuff. And hey, you know, Penguins fans are not. Um, good at times either. I could make, I could dedicate a whole um, few episodes to what some Penguins fans have said about some other stuff, but I just I thought this would be really really funny. But um, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will have another episode coming tomorrow. Uh, talk to you guys then.